we must talk about Martel Holt from Love and Marriage Huntsville dating Sheree Bone Collector Whitfield. I'm sorry, Carlos. I have to... I have questions, but the girls want to know. Like, starting out, did you hook them up? The answer is... Stay tuned. You know we have to get into the Sheree and Martell T, baby, right after this quick break. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. So today's episode is dedicated to the love and marriage franchise, right? So later on, I'm going to give you guys an exclusive interview that I have with Ashley Silva from Love and Marriage DC, where we are going to recap the part one reunion and just her place on reality television, where she opens up about being cast three times on the Real Housewives of Potomac, but they turn her down because she only had one Benz. But before we get into all of that, we must talk about Martel Holt from Love and Marriage Huntsville dating Sheree Bone Collector Whitfield. I'm sorry, Carlos. I have to... I have questions. All of your fans, all of your listeners, all the raindrops, We have so many questions. I hate to just, like, jump in like this. That's okay. They know you, Jasmine. But the girls want to know. Like, starting out, did you hook them up? (laughs) Because that's been the question on everybody's lips, so please let us know. I mean, (laughs) I feel so bad for just jumping in, but did you hook them up? Because we have to know. So for my listener, she needs no introduction. This is my executive producer, Jasmine Henley-Brown, who is asking if I hooked up Sheree and Martell. The answer is... No, I did not hook them up, which is shocking. And I promise you, listen, y'all know me. I don't mind taking credit for things that are iconic, okay? I had no idea Martel and Sheree were dating until six weeks ago. So neither of them told you. Let's just say this. (laughs) (laughs) Please, say it all. (laughs) So the world found out this week where Sheree confirmed that she is, you know, hanging out with Martel, seeing him, dating him, whatever the case may be. I found out six weeks ago, before you guys, because Mm. I was told by a mutual friend. (laughs) I am not the mutual friend Sheree Whitfield speaks of, by the way. But I was told through somebody who knows Sheree and Martel that they were seeing each other. And I was in my drop top. <laughs> cruising the streets. You were cruising okay. the streets. <laughs> in my Usher Raven voice. Okay, cruising the streets. I was going to the airport. I literally had to pull over because your boy was gagging. And I really thought like, whatever. It's a publicity stunt. This isn't real. Mm. They're trying to have a conversation, right? 
Fast forward to two weeks after that, my listeners and the Love and Marriage Huntsville fans know this. I have a great relationship with all my cast, but when it comes to Martel, whenever I call him, he gets nervous. That means he's always in trouble. So I called Martel two weeks after I learned that he may be seeing Sheree, but I was calling him about something unrelated. And yes, guys, he was in trouble. So Martel answers the phone. Hi, Carlos. I said, hey, Martel. He said, before you yell at me, because you only call me when I'm in trouble, somebody wants to say hi to you. And I'm like, who? And I hear, hello. (gasps) I said, Sheree, is that you? Hey, Carlos. So they were riding around as a couple. Okay, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Was the mutual friend that told you, was it Mel? Was that the the friend that told you? Mel who? Melody Cherie. (laughs) Is that who told you they were dating? Did she find out? That's a very good question. So, no, I did not learn from Melody Cherie. I would tell you, I did not know from her. I knew from somebody else. But when she said hello, I was like, wait. And he said, no, she's on the other line. I just conferenced her in because you called me. And I was like... What are y'all doing? And they both started laughing. And then I was like, Sheree, I will call you later. I have to cuss on Martel about something unrelated to this scoop that just fell into my lap. And that's how I learned that Martel and Sheree were seeing each other. But, okay, so how does Mel feel? Does Mel know? Obviously, Mel knows now. So one thing about my relationship with my cast, I don't spread their business. Like, it's not it's not my job to spread business that you talk to me personally about. I'm not that guy. So I never told anybody. I didn't tell nobody in my close friends. I didn't tell you, Jasmine. Me and you talk all the time, sis. I know. <laughs> you look a little <laughs> I'm bit feeling away about that, but it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'll forgive you at some point. <laughs> but it goes to show you, I'm a good friend. I'm not going to spread your tea. Right. Y'all call me messy all the time. I'm, I'm not messy like I think I am. I didn't tell anybody. So, Melody, I, I'm just going to assume, you know what? Exclusive for you. Martell dating Sheree is being discussed on this season of Love and Marriage Huntsville, which comes back in September. Not spring, summer, but the real September. <laughs> that was going to be my question because I'm like, we have to see this play out on the show. I need the reaction from Mel. I need the reaction from the rest of the cast. I need the reaction from Coleslaw. Like, will she <gasps> make an appearance? I need to know how she feels. Because she did all that only to not get the man and for him to move on with a, a real housewife of Atlanta. So I want to know how Ariane feels. And I know other people do, too. If that's Coleslaw, it's Sheree Cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sheree, the way Sheree be looking, how good she looks, she is all of his dessert. She is the red velvet cake, the peach cobbler, honey. She is the the upside down, the seven up cake. No, she is the Dad, dessert. You're right. She's a peach cobbler. So Sheree, she is the peach cobbler. Sheree, you are the peach cobbler, honey. Yes. Yeah, so it's by the coleslaw. Hello to peach cobbler. Yes, Dad. Which one? Which one do you prefer, Carlos? Peach cobbler. Exactly. <laughs> I love I love a good snack. I love a good snack. <laughs> I love a good dessert. But to answer your question, Melody addresses it on Love and Marriage Huntsville. And, oh and so do the rest of the cast. And without giving too much away, because I want you guys to watch the premiere September 10th at 8 o'clock on OWN, Martel and Marcel have this funny conversation about this rumor he's dating Sheree. 
And it reminded me of when Ben Affleck first started dating J-Lo. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck said this story about his boys from Boston was like, yo, man, you fucking J-Lo? Like, <laughs> damn, like, Ben, you fucking J-Lo? So all I will say is Marceau and Martel's conversation about the possibility of him dating Sheree reminded me of that. Well, they have a nickname like Benifer? Because, you know, they had the iconic couple name. It was Benifer. What are we going to call Sheree and Martel? Is it he by Sheree? Is it... <laughs> is it Mar... Is it Marche? Marray? It has to be telling it. Sweetie, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is they... That is, that is a fine-ass couple. I mean, I don't blame Sheree. I heard the news. I was like, bitch, get it in then. I don't blame you. From a physical standpoint, now, I know this is a longer conversation and we probably don't have time for it. Martel comes with some baggage that I don't know if my girl needs, but from a physical standpoint, I don't blame you, bitch. I truly don't. <laughs> I don't I don't want my man to hear me saying that too loud, but I do not blame you, girl. Same here, sis. <laughs> no, the thing is this. I think we all can admit that Martel, despite what you think of him, Martel is a very attractive man. I've gone on record saying Martel is probably the most attractive man on reality television. He's a gorgeous specimen. And one thing I know about Sheree, I know Sheree for 14 years. Sheree is very private. Martel is too, to a certain extent. They're both Capricorns, okay? I think they're a day apart. Sheree is a certain age. Martel is 40. There is an age gap. Mm -hmm. So I think this, because a lot of people are like, is this a publicity stunt? Carlos, are you setting this up to be messy? What's going on here? I believe Sheree, the Sheree that I've known for 14 years, Jasmine, Sheree is having fun. I think she's getting her back blown out. And I don't blame her because she said recently that Tyrone wasn't laying her right in the bed, allegedly. So one thing we know about Martel, he busted wide open. Listen, he looks looks like he does. And I I, I think Sheree, look, you said it. Sheree's raised her kids. She got that big-ass house. She is able to sustain on her own, but she's probably like, look, I don't want my bed to be empty at night. I don't want to grow no cobwebs down there. Like, I want some, like, young, fine man. And if she's just having fun, I love this for her. But I'm going to get out of here because I know you got some more stuff to talk about with DC and you got to get to Ashley's conversation. I just wanted to ask the questions that all of the fans were asking. So thank you for delivering. No, of course. And I'll leave you with this because a lot of people are asking, like you did earlier, Melody has moved on. And again, I'm not going to share my personal conversation with Melody But I had a recent personal conversation with Melody. And the only thing I will say about that conversation is Melody has moved on. So in my opinion, I don't think Melody cares at all that Martel is seeing Sheree. Period. Yes. But before we move on to Ashley Silva's interview, I need to ask my raindrops. Tweet me the name that we should give Martel and Sheree. I vote for Shaytel, she by Shirtel, whatever the name could be. Jasmine, what name do you want the raindrops to vote for? I think I'm going to go with Marray. Marray. I kind of like that, too. <laughs> Marray, okay. yeah. All right, so raindrops, go on Twitter, hashtag reality with the king, and let us know which name should Martel and Sheree be called. Coming up next, we have Ashley Silva from Love & Marriage, D.C. after this quick break. 
This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get into my conversation with Ashley Silva from Love and Marriage, D.C. Talk to me about your desire to enter into reality television because for so long, you were happy being at home, being Quick's wife, raising these beautiful kids. And now you are one of the greatest reality stars who had an amazing freshman year. Oh, thank you. You know, so my journey with reality TV started over 13 years ago. I was first asked to, this is so embarrassing every time I say this. Now I'm so embarrassed, but I was going to do it. I was asked to audition for Bad Girls Club. The season that had like Natalie Nunn on it. <laughs> and I remember I was going through that process and some, I think their filming days started like during when Make Quick was going to be away for our wedding. And I just was like, oh my God, I just couldn't, couldn't even believe I was considering doing this. And then when I watched that season, there was a mom on that show. So I was like, this must be the girl they picked when I decided not to do it. And I was like, oh my God, that would have just been a mess. So fast forward about two, three years later, um, there was a show called Love, Love, Sweat, and Heels on Bravo. Oh, Blood, Sweat, and Heels. Yes, yes, Blood, Sweat, and Heels. And they were trying to do a DC spinoff. And I was in contract with them for two years. And then New York ended up getting canceled. And then the DC show never happened. Then right after that, after that didn't happen, is when like the Housewives talk um, started. The Potomac Housewives talk, talk had all started, and I think they were kind of done casting. But somebody, one of the producers or somebody or casting people, they reached out to me, and he was like, "Oh, so you only have one Benz? Oh." And I, at this point, I'm from Baltimore. I'm very familiar with who Robin is. I was very familiar with what their financial situation is. And I said to him, I said, I know Robin Dixon is on the show. How dare you ask me, do I only have one Benz? Like, yes, I do. It's my Benz. It's my house that we own that our bills are paid for. <laughs> no, and this is so interesting because now you remind me of Melody Holt's story in the sense of you always knew you had this stardom. And it was just about the right place at the right time. And the beauty of you, Ashley, is you weren't desperate. Yeah. And this is no shade to people who joined Bad Girls Club or who's joining the new iteration of it. I'm not calling you desperate, but I, I definitely think you have to look at what works for you and what doesn't. I cannot see you on Bad Girls Club with Natalie Nunn. That, that to me, is not no. you at no, oh. I mean, it was me then. It was me probably 13, 14 years ago. You know, I was still in my 20s. I was, I think I was like 23 when they called me. And I mean, I've always had this mouth. It probably was worse then, you know, because I hadn't matured. I still got some growing up to do, but then, oh, I was, hands was quicker than the mouth back then. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. But take me to what that, auditioning process was for Potomac Housewives? Um, you know, I feel like it was very similar to how ours was. You know, they would, we did a phone, I think we did about two uh, rounds of like phone interviews. And then I did do, uh, I think back then it was Skype 
interviews. And it was just questions about, you know, who are you? How do you interact? Um, you know, how's your marriage? Like all these things. And I was literally, even back then, I was like, I understood some of the, the, the reasons why you wanted some of these women. I, I get it. Um, like I said, I'm from Baltimore. I would have wanted Jamal's Bryant's wife on, on the show. Everybody has wanted her on the show. When I remember being a little girl hearing about Jamal having ATMs in his church and VIP seating, and I always was like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's different for church. But it's interesting, and it makes for great TV. Um, but you know, they, but it was, it was very, uh, I think like more materialistic than about who we were. And then it was like, okay, if I still don't understand the materialistic side of it, because no one on there who, who Karen, that might have been the only person that had money, like the first season for real. Yes. The only one that had money the first season was Sharice. Okay. Oh yeah. Sharice, Sharice. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I forgot about her. I didn't know about them from that world. Then I was like, okay, well, I got the the Robin Dixon, you know, because Juan, he was a big name um, in this area or whatever. But for me, like I said, they just made me feel like the scum of the earth. Like I was so poor with my one little bins and my one little single family house and my one. And they were like, what are you going to say when these women say, oh, your husband's just a DJ? That was one of the questions I always remember that they asked me. And I literally was like, what? Like, no one has ever just the DJ'd my husband. Like, what the fuck does that mean? It goes to show you how sometimes the casting producers can do too much. Mm -hmm. And this is no shade to Potomac. Everybody knows it's my favorite housewife. I love the show. I never looked at Potomac Housewives as a glamorous show with rich women. So the idea of you getting shade because you have one Mercedes Benz is very interesting. But I am so happy he did that because you now are on Love and Marriage DC. And this show is not about materialism. It's really about relationships and friendships and the beauty of what it's like to be amongst this collective. So when you got asked by Monique to have her throw your name in the hat for Love and Marriage DC. What was your initial thoughts going into it? At first, I was like, I'm not about to go through this again. Like, I literally went, I talked to Housewives producers three different seasons, three different seasons. They shitted on me. I was like, I am not about to do this again. I mean, I don't have anything else to give. I feel like I'm, I'm giving the same audition to everybody. I'm like, this is Ashley. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. I, I don't know what else, what else I'm supposed to give you. Honestly, at this point, it, it just, so, and then, um, I remember talking to my mom and she watched Huntsville. I had never watched Huntsville before. And she was like, Mark Tilden had a baby and something, something. And I was like, what? let me go watch this damn show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was looking, I was like, you know, I was like, it's so interesting but, and I had such strong emotions about certain people on their show from episode one. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's what we can give them, though. I was like, Quirk, you better have fucking, you bring an outside baby up here if you want to. It's going to be a, a funeral show, okay? <laughs> it's going to be some slow singing and some flower bringing. So I was like, oh, okay. This is, I mean, I was like, but at the same time, I always tell people there are, so many layers to marriage, especially when you have been married as long as we have, um, as young as we both were, we have literally, literally like grown up together. Um, and then I feel like I remember the first day somebody was like, you could just 
uh, first day I was airing, someone was like, well, you could just sit home and spend quick money. And I'm like, I do do that. But there's so much more that I will want to do, you know. But it is easy to be a housewife, and it is easy to be judged in that aspect. So I remember a lot of times the conversations, even before we started filming with me and Monique, would be those kind of conversations, how we felt like people looked down on us, that we were just moms, just wives. We didn't have goals. We didn't have aspirations and how easy they felt like our lives were. And I tell you, I mean, I laugh every time Chris is on the screen because it's like nobody. Chris, them kids wearing me out. <laughs> and, like, and it's so funny because I remember the first time I left Quick Home, I, I had just, Ashley was a few months. He had Antonio, Ashley. I came home. I may have been gone like two, three hours. You would have thought Desert Storm hit my house. Like, I was like, what the hell has happened here in two hours that you couldn't keep it together? He looked so defeated. He looked so defeated in a few hours. I was like, now you see how I feel when I'm telling you that all day long I've been in here with these kids and want to pull every eyelash out of my face. <laughs> so, you know, I was I was happier that we were going to be a show that got to show more of our marriage instead of me just what I thought was going to be instead of me just arguing and bickering with women I didn't know. But here I am arguing and bickering with a motherfucker I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so knowing that you went through this process a couple of times for dating back to 13 years ago, when you got the phone call that you were going to be on Love and Marriage DC. How did that feel knowing that, wait a minute, it's finally about to happen? It was exciting, but I didn't want to get too excited because like I told you, I was in a contract before for two years. Like I was on a, in a signed contract as a cast member for two years. So I was like, all right, Ash, you've been here before. You've been so excited before. You did told people before, running my mouth, knowing I wasn't supposed to be getting yeah, girl, I'm about to be filming the show. And there wasn't no damn show, okay? <laughs> but it was so funny. We got the, um, I think we got an email first on October 25th, which my birthday is October 23rd. So it was that Monday after my birthday. So I was like, oh, happy birthday to me. It was like a birthday present. <laughs> So, yeah, and then, you know, after we talked, then after the email, I think we had the Zoom with you and Angela, and it was like, okay, this is real. Like, now this is real. I'm not dealing with casting directors telling me I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into this season. You are such a natural on camera, and when I got the first episode, the producer sent me the first 14 minutes of episode one, which was Monique's party. The podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it introduced all of the women, you, Arena, Tasha, and Winter. We were watching the episode, me and my producers, Angela, Scott, Brent, your, your showrunner. And I immediately, and I never do this, I immediately showed my boyfriend, I said, look at this. And he said, who is she? And I said, which one? He said, the one, the yellow dress. And I was like, Ashley, he said, oh, she's the star of the show. Like, it's, it's her show. And <laughs> I was so amazed by how natural you are because I do tons of shows, as you guys know, and it's not easy on your first day of filming to be a natural and the lesson in all of this, guys, is in the words of Lady Gaga, you can have 99 no's, <laughs> but it's that one yes. It's that one yes that can change your life. And you changed what even I thought this show was going to be. 
So as you watch this season, is this show everything you imagined it would be? Uh, it's somewhat of what I would imagine it to be. Uh, probably about 75% of what I would have imagined it to be. Um, as you know, we all have complained about editing in some type of way. Um, I know I have, and mo- for me, I think episode one is the only episode I really feel, I was like, okay, they played me. And it's like, this is the fucking beginning. And Tell me what it was. Okay, so this is our very first time filming at all. Like we hadn't done any other scene work. So like you said, like, I didn't know what to expect. It was like, I'm driving, pulling up, it's cold as hell. They're like, okay, go walk in. We get there, we're filming, and, uh, you know, the before the podcast starts, Monique is talking. So the only thing that, not the only thing, but the main thing that I feel like I've had the issue with is when I, me and Arena are sitting, and it, Winter's talking, and I turn to Arena and I say, I drink when I'm bored. I do. I more so mad, I, I'm like, anxious like it literally was like and this is why I'm whispering to her because as you see I've probably never whispered to anybody after this day I'm looking is the camera smacking in our face and I look down like oh shit they can fucking hear me anyway I got this damn mic on me (laughs) but I was it was more of a nervous energy than bored it wasn't even about what Winter was talking about because Winter talked about other stuff before she I, I was most intrigued when I heard Nanny and Two Babies, I was not bored at that part, okay? I was very intrigued, all right? So that was just the only thing. And everybody's like, you were, you, from the time you saw that woman, you couldn't stand her. And I was like, it's just not true. I, it, it's not true. I probably had to pay any attention to her until she said that. So that was probably my biggest thing with editing. I was like, so I was like, and that kind of sat me as, I can't stand winter. I'm bored with winter. And then later on in the season, when she is boring me, I'm like, she's boring. They're like, Adam, you're always bored with her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I'm glad we talked about that because one thing I always tell people is when you're on reality TV, a lot of people complain about editing. And I've been doing this for 15 years, so I hear it all the time. So let's talk about the editing. So number one, you are absolutely right in terms of how... Sometimes you can have a moment um, where you do say things out your own mouth, but it doesn't mean you said it at that moment of what's happening around right. you. So that's so right. I, I I completely understand that. And 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 just to let everyone know what that means is obviously there's tons of producers, there's tons of editors who put the episodes together, and sometimes they'll put a moment of Ashley saying, "I'm bored. I drink when I'm bored." while a scene is happening, but it doesn't mean it happened at that right time or that exact time. And that's the reason why we have our unions or we definitely want you guys and propel you guys to tweet because we want you to be able to have a voice and not feel like you're you're not able to address how you feel. So thank you for telling me that. But you know what? We, we cannot win against these Twitter streets. I mean, they know you better than you know yourself. They know why you're blinking. They know why you breathe hard. They know that if you cough, that means, oh, you must be lying. If you blink too slow, you're upset. Like, they know everything that's going on in your head, even when you don't. Okay? So I'm like, the Twitter streets are funny. I love... I didn't think I was going to like going back and forth with people. But every time, I'm going to get your ass every time. (laughs) 
<laughs> so wait, you actually like clapping back at the Twitter fans. And what's interesting is this. This cast, Love and Marriage DC, they would clap back at the Twitter trolls. And I follow all of them on Twitter. And I sometimes laugh loud to myself. But that's me too. I giggle. Me too. It, it, I laugh. Like, most of the time I don't even say anything. I'll just, like, tweet out a picture of them. I'll go on their page and, like, just respond to them with their own self. And I'm like, okay. Like, you, the joke is going to write itself. Like, I don't even have to do much work. You know, they want me to be a mean girl. So sometimes, sometimes I'll give it to them. <laughs> well, you gave a lot at this Park One reunion. It set Twitter on fire. People are still talking about it. I haven't had this much fanfare of a reunion since, I would say, um, the last Love and Marriage Huntsville reunion. Let's just get right into it. The winter of it all. And you having cue cards trying to take my job as the host. You had cue cards labeled Aggressive Ashley. And <laughs> you had your own questions. So what was your thought process going into this reunion? My thought process was uh, I knew there was going to be a bunch of winter talk as much as I have been over it. Um, I just knew that there was going to be so much talk with her. And I know that she is someone who likes to backpedal and forget like little things that she says. She's someone who likes to tweet and delete. So I was like, every time you say something, gotcha, bitch. You're not going to do that with me. Okay. So every single time... I just, for my own facts, for my own records, just to have it. And right before we left to go to reunion, I just, it was all the, these sob stories and how everyone was so mean to her and how we all just were attacking her and bullying her. And, you know, every time um, a fan would say this, she just was like, yes, it's disgusting. It's just disgusting how they've acted towards me. And I was like, okay, oh, because you, you forgot all the disgusting things that you've said. So I'm just going to have it for you. And, you know, I went to school for journalism. So I just feel like, you know, Ash, Aggressive Ashley show is like natural. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you need a co-host, I'm here. <laughs> I know, bitch. You're trying to take my job, but I love it. I was here for it. I was here for it. I thought it was super <laughs> iconic. It was, it was a prop that was unexpected. And you had a lot to say because... What the audience saw was your disdain for the fact of why would any woman sit up here and say there's rumors about another woman's husband without receipts or facts proving that? Did you feel like Winter was single-handedly trying to ruin the reputation of your marriage to quick? I do. Uh, it's funny because our first scene back at Monique's podcast when I first go up to Winter, I said, hi, I hugged her. And she said, oh, I, I think I know you. Your, your husband's a DJ, right? So how did it go from, oh, your husband's a DJ. I think, I, I think I've heard of you to, oh, now, now you know all my business two weeks later. Like, I, I, I was genuinely confused. I'd never met this woman. I would have never met, never forgotten, like, a god-awful haircut like that ever in my life. Like, so if I had met you before, I would have remembered that I met you. As she has stated multiple times, you don't know us. We don't share friends. We don't hang out at the same places. But then it's like, well, I've heard this. And I, you know, tell Monique, well, you're not in D.C. streets. You're not in the streets that I'm in, sis. Like, we're not in the same streets. Our streets are very different. You're on the curb. I I'm in the streets. Like, we're not in the same area. 
And even on that first day when she talked about her husband, her first husband, we talked a little bit after we were done filming. And I told her, I was like, dang, it's messed up. I was like, I'm sure that was so hurtful for you. That's crazy. And she was like, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going through a divorce now. And I was like, wait, you married again? And she's like, yeah, only for six months. We'll have to talk about that later. I was like, oh, bitch, you try to go to the show. I see what you're doing. <laughs> okay. And I, if I was Carlos or Angelo or Brent or whoever else, I would have done the same thing and you would be here because it's interested as hell. All right. And I, I think I even say that to her at the reunion. I said that. Like, so I, I got it. And even when we got into it at the vegan dinner about um, her being relationship coach or whatever, I remember also saying to her then, I would never bring up what happened in your first marriage because I can't imagine how hurtful that is to you and to your children. I would not do that. So when we talked about rumors at the Ocean Prime with me, Tasha, and Arena, it was it was a general like, girl, yeah, I've heard rumors about him. I heard rumors about myself. I've heard rumors about Raina. I, and I said to her, I said, I don't know you. So I ain't heard nothing about you. I guess I don't know who you are. And that was the, pretty much the end of that. And we ended that Ocean Prime dinner on a really positive note. And I told her, like, I'm tired of hearing about your husbands. I don't know anything else about you. Let's talk about something else. Let's re-get to know each other. Let's start over. Blah, blah, blah. That's where I thought it was until Monique came back from Tanzania or Tanzia or how the hell she says it. <laughs> okay. So, and I just was like, even with that, with her relating to Monique, I'm like, okay, if you want to say we, we, Ashley said that she heard rumors, like say what I said, don't just, because how she, what she did, I just felt like, you know, this is what all the Instagram bloggers and stuff say. They say uh, she put 20 on 10 and that's exactly what she did. Like you're adding a lot more to this story than it really was. That's not how it went down. You know, damn well. And she keeps saying, you, you know, you know, I'm direct, you know, I'm going to say how I feel. You know damn well you was not in my face like this. That's what you know. Like, said how it was. And that's it. That was So that was my biggest gripe with it. I was like, I done told this lady, let's get to know each other. Let's have a kumbaya. Let's go skip around the park and tell me your favorite color. And now she out here playing me. <laughs> is that the reason why, well, one of the reasons why you got really upset is because you were so adamant about the fact that Winter, not your words, you, you never said this, I'm going to say it. It appeared that you were trying to say, like, Winter, this image you're trying to uphold ain't real. You have a boyfriend who you're sleeping with. You're not abstinent. You're having this guy go on Twitter and social media talking crap about me and my husband. And that's when Quick got really upset. And just so the world know, Quick did not call Winter a bitch. I want to make that very clear. Quick did not call Winter a bitch. He referred to this alleged boyfriend as a bitch because they know who this guy is. So I want to make that very clear in Quick's defense. Whether or not he should have got angry, whatever. But he did not call her a bitch, okay? Talk to us about why your husband was so upset in that moment. So thank you for clearing that up. I even said to Monique Show, I was like, you know, sometimes edit and play us. I said, uh-uh, but they put that, that closed captioning at the bottom and it said, I'm not talking to her. I'm calling him a bitch. I still hate that Quick got as upset that he got because the guy wasn't there. So to give a little context to that, um, I hadn't saw Winter after we finished filming. After my book party, I didn't see her until our um, premiere party. 
we we had a little banter on the mic. I had banter with everybody. I called Jamie the baddest bitch on the cast. Like, I talk my shit. That's what I do. Okay. Her daughter was in the hospital. I saw that on Instagram. I We're not friends. I don't want her phone number. I don't know her. I did reach out to her and DM her. And we talked about her daughter. I wished her well. I'm thinking everything is okay. And then I, some one of someone in my family keeps sending me clips, and they was like, "Who is this man?" And I was like, "I don't know who the hell that is." And then right after that, Quick got a call from one of his uh, friends that he's been friends with for a really long time, um, and she was basically like, uh, "You know, what is Ashley doing to this Winter girl?" And so this is like week two or three. And Quick was like, what? And he he was like, yeah, apparently she can't eat. She can't sleep. She's so upset because Ashley's fans are attacking her online and blah, blah, blah. And he just wanted your phone number because he wanted to come and talk to you as a man because he doesn't like that his girl is going through this. So we was like, we don't know him. Don't give him my fucking phone number. Like, no, it's not happening. So then about a week later, Winter's doing a live and he's on there with her. He's sitting beside her. He's like, rubbing her hair, he's sniffing her hair, he's sniffing her arm, he's like sniffing her underarm pits, he's basically sniffing her pussy, like all, it's, it's so much going on, right? So I got sent a part of that where he said, I guess Winter is like reading the comments, but I couldn't see it because I guess once it's not live, you can't see what everybody's uh, saying or whatever. So I guess someone in her comments must have been saying something about me. And he's like looking at the comments like, Oh, y'all want to talk about, y'all want to talk about Miss Ashley? <laughs> I was like, okay, sis. So he's like, though he takes her phone. So Winter's like, no, no, we're not doing that. Stop it. Stop it. So he takes her phone and is walking around wherever they are. And he says, um, and I have it in my phone because I'm pretty sure she's deleted it by now. Uh, he's like, oh, she don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it because I know these people in real life. I know these people in real life. Like, I really know them. He like, keeps repeating this. And he's like, yeah, um, they, they want to be on these shows talking about how they love their, their wives, but they be dogging them out in these D.C. streets and something, something. And I mean, he's just going on and on and on. And so I show up quick. I'm like, have you ever seen this man before in your life? He has never seen him. I've never seen him. Sir, we don't know you. Like, y'all have to stop using this. I know you stuff when you're a fan so loosely. You, you may have seen us before. You don't know us. So please stop saying you know us. And then to mention me by name when I do not know you. And at the same time, him and Winter are like, well, yeah, maybe you do need to come on for season two for some backup. So I'm like, okay, I see this plan again because this is what she does. She she likes to do stuff like that. So I said, okay, okay, sir, you want attention, now you got it. And then I've never seen this man in person. I did go on his Instagram page and notice that he never lifted up his top lip in any of the pictures, except for when he had fronts in his mouth. And I was told by someone else that either his front teeth are very pushed back or one doesn't exist. <laughs> so that's where the toothless comment came from. I'm sorry. I'm trying to take this. <laughs> I'll just give you all the context, okay? I know. But I don't want to leave loopholes. I'm trying to be a professional. So we have part two coming up and it's an explosive part two. I'm not going to give anything away. You have to tune in. It's more of aggressive Ashley cards. We have more props coming out. It's a doozy. But when it comes to a potential season two, right, Ashley Silva, what would you like 
for a season two to be when it comes to you and and your husband going into this again? Uh, If we do get a season two, you know, I would just like a little bit more for us. uh, We talk every, especially in the beginning, like quick work so much. Yeah, they show quick working that one damn time on this whole season. That man works 16, 17 hours a day, and y'all got him at Peter's Bar in Baltimore eating french fries at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like, no, this man got 87 businesses. Y'all, y'all gonna show one, okay? We're we not filming unless it's at our club next time, okay? I don't have a house no more, I live in the club. I sleep at the club. I eat at the club. That's what y'all gonna show. All right? In our defense, just so you know, we shot quick DJing um, during CIAA. So unfortunately, when you don't have cleared music because um, your husband is one of the hottest DJs in the world, and he ain't playing that whack shit that we have to play because it's cleared music. So that's some insight for you guys at home. We can't play popular music. We can't play Beyonce's Break My Soul but you're right. We shall see more. You know, I do wish that some of our, fa- our family dynamic could have been shown a little bit more. Um, I did shoot with my mom. And kind of the reason why I took on such a huge responsibility to be a wife, I think a lot of that plays into the relationship that I had with my mom. Um, you know, I would like to talk more about that. My mom moved out when I was 16 years old. So I have been on my own since then. So when a lot of people realized that Quick and I were engaged and got a house and all this stuff before I was 22 years old, it's like, they like, so many people have been like, that was so young. I didn't even know how to cook a meal at 22 years old. But I, I feel like, I, I always say like, you know, nobody showed him, me how to be a wife, but I was always had to be very independent. You know, I wasn't this, chi- I wasn't a child that was someone washing my clothes and cooking for me and making sure I was off to school and things like that. I had to always do things like that for myself. So just a little bit more of my backstory because I feel like we did get a lot of quick backstory this uh, season. So that um, I want to involve some of my real life friends that I am friends with. Brent, our showrunner, has met many of my friends and he knows how they are. And I tell people all the time, if they think that aggressive Ashley is something Wait until they meet these motherfuckers that I hang out with all the time because they hurt my feelings, okay? (laughs) I heard about them too. One of them name is Alicia, right? That's my best friend, yes. Oh, she's, she's, we, you know, we always tell people we're twins and I'm like, I'm the good twin. And that lets you know how she is, okay? Oh. I am good twin. She is bad twin. Yes. And her birthday is on ho- actual Halloween, so she's a Scorpio, too. You know how Scorpios are. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, I'll be calling you later. Okay, really quickly, you said you moved out at 16. Can you talk to us about that and, and, and why you did that and where you were in that process? Yeah, well, I didn't move out at 16. My mom moved out at 16. Um, I talk about it in my book. And like I said, I did do a scene that we went to my childhood home. We shot there. I hadn't been to my childhood home since I moved out. I moved out when I was 19, and that's when I moved in with Quick. Um, I hadn't been back there since, um, you know, because I do talk about it in my book. I don't want to give too much away, but I, I think my mom had to go and find herself and find her happiness. And I understand a little bit more now being a mom 
I do not make excuses for her leaving. Um, but I do understand being a mom and me being me, I've always been who I am. I've always had this mouth. My mom until this day is pissed off that I did not want to be a lawyer because she was like, with that mouth, that is what you should have did because you will argue anybody down and make somebody feel as low as hell and somebody's going to be guilty. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, that you, I don't want to get, like I said, I don't want to give too much away. And it's still a sensitive topic for me and my mom. I'm about to be 37 years old. This happened 20 years ago. And it's still a topic that me and my mom aren't able to really openly discuss and her to be openly honest with, you know, everybody else in my family knows what happened. Um, and, and from that, it was the summer. I just got my license. It was May it was going into the summer. I was going to the 12th grade. This high school that I went to, uh, we got to, we had extra credits because it was like a really smart school. Um, after my first semester of 12th grade, I didn't go to school anymore because I had enough credits to graduate in any state. So all of that played into that and why I grew up so fast. And then I started partying and going out and then I met quick and I like, so all of that plays into a part of why I am, how I am, and why I think sometimes I am so defensive and I feel like I have my guard up and I got to protect myself from people because I've always just had to take care of myself. Well, no, thank you for sharing that. And guys, her book is called Do That Shit. Um, you have to get it. We, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very, very special book where you get to learn a little bit more about this queen named Ashley Brittany Silva. So Ashley, where can the listeners find you, follow you, support you? I talked about the book, but, but give us more where we can buy it, pre-order, all that stuff. Yes. I am on all social medias as Ashley Brittany. Um, my website is Ashley Brittany Silva, where you can purchase my book in the VIP bundle, but you can also purchase it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and Books a Million, because I'm a real author. I don't write eBooks. I am a real authoress. Shame. Okay. <laughs> and I also have a podcast called Fun Time Moms with my best friend, Alicia, who I just told you guys about. So if you want to hear how horrible her mouth is, please go listen to that. <laughs> Ashley, I'm, I'm going to say this to you, and I mean every word. You know this. Thank you so much for deciding to do Love and Marriage Thank DC. And, 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 and I mean that we could not have done this show without you. And quick... Um, you brought something to this show where your energy truly has made Love and Marriage DC stand out. And following Huntsville is not the easiest thing to do, but I, I just want to personally say this to you. Thank you for joining this show. Thank you. I mean, I really appreciate it. Like, over, you know, we've only been on for now, like two and a half months, three months. And so much in my life has changed because of you, because of the show. So I'm really appreciative to you. And I always say the the hardest thing probably is to make people like you and be interested in you for you. And that's what we're doing. Like most of us on the show aren't faking, aren't fronting or ourselves. For me, I know I'm giving y'all 98% of me because that other 2% of me is something terrible that y'all don't want. Okay. So I, I'm just so thankful. I'm appreciative to you, to everybody. I mean, even down a lot of questions that we would get asked all the time, like, is do you forget the producers are there and everybody and like the camera? And I was like, not that you forget they're there, but it's just like, I would like, if it was more like Brent is over there. So, and they made us feel so comfortable, our entire crew, 
Uh, my mom is in here making dinner for them and stuff on some days. Like, it's, I, we had such a good experience with it. And I've heard horrible experiences from, from crewmates and things like that. So I just, I, I, I'm, thank you. And thank you for giving us Brett, because I know he came from Huntsville. He came here with us. So thank you, because I don't think nobody else could probably deal with me but him. Okay, because I think me and Brett, they cussed each other out every week of filming. <laughs> Now y'all see why I said Ashley Silva was going to be one of the most shadiest and iconic reality stars in the world. Baby, she spilled so much tea. (laughs) I had no idea that she was cast three times for Potomac and then turned down because of a fucking Benz, like having one Benz and the shade tree she threw at Robin. Robin, you know I love you. Uh, it's all fun shade. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but y'all, it goes to show you that your destiny is not always in the hands of who you think they're in. The fact that she wanted to be on Bad Girls Club, honey, can you imagine her and Natalie Nunn together? Bitch. Okay, but what's crazy is this, y'all. No shade. I can see her on Potomac. And I could see her reading those girls for Phil. So, hey, it's y'all lost and my game. <laughs> Thank you much. Y'all can catch part two of Love and Marriage DC Reunion tomorrow night, Saturday at 9 o'clock, 8 central on OWN. And when I say to y'all, this winter versus Ashley, buckle your seatbelts. Thoughts? Opinions? reads about my conversation with Ashley, email me at realitywiththeking at stitcher.com or leave me a voicemail at 310-593-8188. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.